0: Hi. Hello. It's the Complete Guide to Koholint, a podcast where we talk about every single tile of the map of Link's Awakening.
1: As of this recording, uh, it's probably going to be actually complete. Yeah. Uh, uh, We're doing G1. I'm Zach, that's Ryan. If you clicked on this one first, which I can actually see that happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, This is the last tile we are going to cover because this is the tile where the end of the game happens. Mm. we are at the egg this is mount the top of mount tamaranch as the game specifically points out
0: yes at the top of this uh mountain that like is ostensibly in the middle of the island right. but comes off as being at the north end of the island right there is a kind of all volcano cone and with a big egg in it and it's an egg with it's like white with red spots
1: and this is a landmark that is like it's in the title screen it's in well just the title screen i guess yeah (laughs) but like you see this this is a major like landmark of the game and it's
0: the emblem of the game yeah the big egg
1: and you can get here very early in the game Mm -hmm. um after the second dungeon is as soon as you have the bracelet you can walk up here and take a look and see what's going on and there's just an egg there yeah and the function of the egg is that it hides the, the final area. Uh, from a gameplay perspective, that's the function of the egg. And yes. to unlock it, you have to play... You have to acquire the ocarina, get the Ballad of the Wind from Erin, come here and play that, uh, and then depending on how many instruments you have, something happens
0: yes um if you play it with all eight instruments
1: then the egg
0: cracks open and you can walk inside
1: i want to talk about real quick though when you don't have all eight instruments it'll still play Mm -hmm. uh and you get a rendition that's just
0: not complete i've heard that i haven't tested it for myself i'd like to actually get around to
1: it's like in earthbound where if you play the soundstone with part of the song you don't have the whole thing it just plays part of it
0: Uh, that's not how it works, um, when you play the Ballad of the Wind Fish with an incomplete group of instruments, it plays a full version of the song, but uh, with the appropriate number of instruments. Obviously, the Game Boy can't play all those instruments at once, but the arrangement changes uh, for each new instrument. So here's how it sounds if you just have the cello and the horn. That's not the full thing. We don't have time for the full thing. Here's how it sounds if you have the first four instruments, cello, horn, bell, and harp. Okay, here's how it sounds with the first seven instruments but not the thunder drum. Here's how it sounds if you have all the instruments. I'm starting to think that maybe the order in which you find the instruments is informed or determined by this feature where there have to be all these incomplete arrangements such that it wouldn't make sense for the choral triangle or the thunder drum to be the first instrument that you get right but we don't have time to talk about that
1: uh okay so the 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 actual door opening event is just as described you play the instrument or you play the ocarina, all the eight instruments magically pop out and begin playing along with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it plays the Ballad of the Windfish. And in response, the egg cracks and an opening appears.
0: Which is kind of surprising, perhaps, because we've been led to believe that the windfish is inside the egg and will wake up when you play the melody and that isn't exactly what happens like you're you might be expecting for the egg to like just shatter open and the windfish appears sure but uh, you don't get that you just get this hole that you have to go inside
1: uh and then the owl flies over uh, and he's got some text he says the time has come the windfish awaits enter the egg hoot hoot And then he doesn't fly off. He just sits there.
0: I never noticed that.
1: And he'll just sit there and the music, the owl music keeps playing until you either go in or you walk away. Gosh. Yeah, it's cool. I was trying that out. Uh, Interesting. Because where else does the owl have to go at this point, right? He's like, no, you have to go in there. This is how things need to progress.
0: And when you come back, is the owl music playing again? No, he's gone. Oh, okay. He got
1: impatient. (laughs) Um, I didn't try it on Switch, though, to see if he just, like, hangs out there permanently, but I'm going to say probably not. Um, that seems like something they would keep the same. So you go Uh, inside the egg. And there's a dungeon in the egg. And it's weird because it's different between the regular version and the Switch version. Uh, yes. In the Game Boy version, it's kind of just a dungeon. It has wall.
0: are the walls the same as in the Dream Shrine?
1: Maybe. Because
0: they're like, I don't think they're walls that you see in other
1: dungeons. That would make sense to me that those would have the same thing, but I don't actually know that for a fact. Uh, me neither. And it's got just a tile floor, and it just looks like kind of just an inside of a building. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Switch remake changes that. And I don't know exactly how to describe the way the switch remake looks, but it's very like. I think it's supposed to look like
0: you're inside, like a shell, maybe?
1: like it's supposed
0: to look like mother of pearl.
1: And, but it's all very like the 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 walls and the floor don't look solid; they look like they're maybe squishy or yeah. just soft. And there's kind of a cool fog on everything.
0: It's a very, like distinct yeah. and interesting choice
1: it's very visually distinct
0: yeah and it must have been because you think like everywhere else they're trying to recreate the original game and maybe put a spin on it maybe like make it a little more realistic or detailed yeah here they really are like changing it drastically in terms of the look
1: yeah definitely definitely this was a very deliberate decision to be like no we're gonna make this something that it's its own thing um which is fine
0: uh, it lo- definitely looks more organic which yeah. is nice when you're supposedly inside an egg
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a good word to describe it. it's very organic on the inside it's, you're inside of a living thing almost mm. that's a good way to put that um Thank so there's a dungeon i'm putting in air quotes uh in the in here you start off in like the first room and then you go to a second room where there's a pit yes and you have to jump into that pit to progress and then you jump down to a lower floor where there's a maze in mm-hmm. the style of like a Lost Woods style thing where you just have exits on any side of the room. And you have to go in the correct room order to advance to the next part.
0: You have to follow a specific path through these, this maze, not maze, but like a grid of identical rooms.
1: Yep. And that Um, is determined by what the book in the library says that we think we talked about a little bit.
0: We did. Did we talk about how if you don't read the book in the library, then it just uses a default path?
1: I think so. But we can mention it here again that, yeah, there's only, it's not a completely randomized path. There's a number of set paths it could be. And which one it is does not get determined until you actually acquire the magnifying lens. Is it when you acquire the magnifying lens, or when you read the book? It might be when you read the book, but the the upside to it is that if you just ignore that side quest, it's going to be the same every time.
0: Which is strange.
1: It's the,
0: it's, it's almost certainly an oversight.
1: Uh, I mean, again, there's some things in this in the original game that were implemented very, uh, simply, for the sake yes. of not stressing out too much
0: but i believe that's also how it ends up working in the remake isn't it
1: no the remake it's determined by oh, right I remember your like start time when whenever you start the game up or something like that because when you do a run of it you have to like you
0: determine- pay attention to the random like coughing and moaning noises that link makes as he wakes up and that tells you what your seed value is or your right. seed value. But like you can determine the egg path from those random sound effects.
1: It also it also ties in the angler tunnel pattern on the floor. Oh, That also is another determination like, oh, okay, if this is the pattern that it's supposed to be, then I know that I'm on the right egg pattern. And that's all determined by like when you start the game. I don't know if that means when you like turn the game on or when you turn or when you start the file. But it's something like that. When people do runs, they wait for a specific time before they begin. Oh, okay. So that's that's what determines that seating. So that's pretty easy to manipulate, but not as easy as the original game where you can just ignore all that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you could do the maze. Um, and then you. When find you another... finish
0: the maze, you'll come to another room where there's just a pit that you have to fall down into. Yes. And so, like, it's pretty obvious, but let's say out loud how. Weird! This is for a quote-unquote dungeon. You go into, walk down a tunnel, and like jump down into a dark pit. You walk through a series of identical rooms, and you find another pit, and you just drop down into the pit. There is no enemies. It really is extremely dreamlike and Twin Peaks like.
1: Yeah, it is extremely dreamlike. Uh, it's almost like you've gone through the game you've existed in this island that is following certain rules and you've gotten to the end of the game where those rules are kind of abating and just like Mm -hmm. it's 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 starting to the, the the facade is starting to fall apart a little bit yes it's really cool you jump down that pit uh and then we're in the final boss chamber and there's some text
0: should we say that there's a Picture of a whale on the floor.
1: There is a picture of a like windfish style whale on the floor. Yeah, even in the creepy Switch version. Oh yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I click this. And then there's some text. There's some text. I have the text. Do you have the text? No. I have the text. It says, "We were born of nightmares. To take over this world, we made the windfish sleep endlessly. If the windfish doesn't wake up, this island will never disappear." We would have been the masters of this place, but you had to come here and disrupt our plans. (laughs) You can never defeat us. Let's rumble.
0: So let's pick apart that text a little bit.
1: Okay, so this is the the, the Nightmare's really spelling out what their deal is in a way that has been alluded to, but hasn't been specifically, like, present.
0: Yes, we kind of get a timeline. It looks like the Windfish fell asleep these night he had nightmares and the nightmares came alive and had volition and desires and so they did their power to make the windfish stay asleep
1: yep they were elements of the dream that wanted to selfishly keep the dream going forever yes and then they say let's rumble and then the little music starts and mm-hmm. I think Jason Yu talked to us about it, so we should play that. Oh,
0: video. yes, let's hear from Jason Yu.
2: Oh, did you... The last thing that, that was quite different, which I didn't really like, um, the final boss when you fight... Um, yeah, the, the final boss when you fight the Nightmares, um, the the final version of it with, like, the two swinging arms and the eye, like, that's a new track. Like, they, they just, like... Wrote a new Oh yeah, because thing. originally
0: it was just like the boss, the theme boss. or the mini boss theme. It yeah. was just the
2: mini boss theme. Yeah, but maybe they felt like, oh, that's weird because I would you use the mini boss theme so instead of the final boss. But the new track was like this kind of slow, like orchestral thing, and I don't, I don't know if it worked. So that was my only other thought. I think.
0: Well, does it work
1: better than the mini boss theme?
2: Uh, okay, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to remember why they even do that, because, like, the Shadow Battle theme is good. Yeah, I love that one! That's a it, good song. That,
2: yes. That one is, like, it's got... Like, it's a really, really solid, like, final boss. Like, it's got, you know, a lot of like, manic energy, and, like, they could have just kept it. I don't know.
1: But, they, but there's that break in the action where it switches to the final form, and they want, like, a final mm-hmm. form song... And so yeah uh, but the, the the mini boss
0: theme is a lot more effective when it comes after that period of silence or that period
1: of it's silence. the shift yeah yeah but i guess yeah in the remake they wanted to afford that its own song but maybe that mm-hmm. its own song was not a particularly great track but that's fine yeah it's to I would maybe
2: want... yeah i want to listen to it again i don't know if it references like I think I maybe heard like a reference to Battle of the Windfish in there. I am not sure. I I was just like, oh, got to beat this boss cuz I was like playing on um hard difficulty and I kept dying. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I started on hard difficulty and I immediately regretted it. I was like, no nothing drops hearts. I'm just like gonna game over over and over.
1: Okay, so the fi- the final boss is got a bunch of forms. It yes. starts off. Oh, it so so the the when all this starts off, the shadow. There's a shadow that comes from underneath Link that yeah, yeah. comes out and then forms a form to fight. So it's like right. almost like Link. It's like your shadow kind of comes out at you. It's it's definitely recalling, and it they make
0: it more obvious in the Switch version that it's like kind of referring to the way Shadow Link appears at the end of Zelda Two.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: um, but, but then like it refers to being the windfish's nightmare. So clearly it existed before Link showed up. Oh,
1: sure, sure. But sure. it
0: also contains an element of Link or it's like going to refer to Link yeah. as it tries to kill him.
1: Well, and you'll we'll see in a second, it really draws on Link's experiences in a way. Yeah, like yeah. It's definitely not, the, the forms it take are not wholly determined by the windfish. So the first round is a slime, um, which is kind of just generic. It's like a big zol or whatever um you can hit it with your sword and then it just like comes apart and then reappears and when you're like a seven-year-old playing the game you could do that for a long time not realizing (laughs) that that's not working (laughs) because i definitely remember swiping at that guy for like a while and not accomplishing anything Uh, okay and then you can try all sorts of different items on it uh eventually realizing that the item you need is the powder Mm, the powder
0: makes its appearance as a useful item finally and in
1: the original game that would be the only like enemy you would have to use the powder on in the course of the game and then
0: in the color dungeon the slime enemy also uses powder and so there's this like there's this weird not very spelled out thing that slime enemies respond to magic powder
1: there's a weird continuity there yeah that's awkward but it works out okay so that's it's not a particularly tough fight the, the first no. phase you just hit it with some powder whatever whatever so second phase the nightmare becomes agonim oh my gosh from link to the past which is not something that the windfish presumably knows about so now we are no. at this point where the nightmare is drawing on link's experiences yeah and is forming things that link would be scared of Mm -hmm. um and so you've got agonim the evil wizard guy and he does his traditional attack where he charges up a blast of magic and shoots it at you Mm -hmm. and you have to deflect it with your sword uh which i guess i figured out as a kid pretty easy
0: yeah and i had not played link to the past when i first played link's awakening me neither yeah so i didn't know who this guy was
1: (laughs) He was just some weird cool wizard thing and sometimes the balls don't you can't deflect them, but most of the time you yeah. can. Uh and that's it's it's easy. It's an easy version of that fight. It's not sure. But it's not so that's also just a phase in a much bigger fight, so it like makes, makes sense. Sure. After you beat the agonim form of this monster, you fight a moldworm form because we programmed that, you're gonna fight it again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's definitely it, it does it
0: run because ba- it doesn't look the same as the moldorm from tail cave no
1: but it functions basically exactly the same as far as i can yeah. tell there's yeah. no no difference whatsoever it's just it's just a different sprite that's all all these enemies are all the forms of these enemies are all like pitch black like a black with shadowy white with white eyes so it's like a shadowy nightmare creature yeah that's taking on all these different monster forms and so this moldorm's no exception but it's an exception in that it's really easy to kill <laughs> Uh, After that, uh, it takes on the form of Ganon. That's messed up. Like straight up end of Link to the Past Ganon with the trident spinning around and the fire bats coming out. Yeah. And this is a cool fight. Yeah. Uh, This is a rad fight because it's this really tough boss and you can't hurt him. (laughs) You try and go stab him with your sword and it's just like tink, tink, tink. Or is it the blah, 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 I forget, the whatever noise, The, the it, this isn't doing damage noise.
0: Yeah, it's scary.
1: It's scary, and so, like, you have to come up with a plan, and uh, I literally helped somebody on the internet, like, yesterday, two days ago, who couldn't figure out this fight, playing the Switch version for the first time. Oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, you gotta use the boots or you gotta spin slash. <laughs> 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 yeah, you have to either charge it with the boots, with the sword out, or you have to do a spin slash. Uh, because those do more damage than their base sword attack. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, And I don't remember how I figured that out as a kid, but I figured it out. Uh, That's actually interesting because the spin slash is how in Link to the Past you can damage Ganon without the silver arrows. Oh yeah. That's a whole thing that Randomizer has taught me in Link to the Past <laughs> where you do a lot of charge attacks instead and you can actually do damage without the silver arrows. So you can kill them without silvers, which is... A pain in the butt. Yes. Uh, how many forms we got? That's one, two, three, four. Surely that's the last one. Oh no, there's still more. Uh, okay, round five. What do you What do you think this thing is? It's got a name, but I don't get it. Yeah, I don't like the name. They call it Landmola, but it's not I, a Landmola b- at all.
0: No, no, it's just it's this like the default form of Shadow Nightmare. If this is one entity taking on different forms is a black circle with two white eyes kind of venom eyes and this form of the boss is really just that face chasing you around and there's a string of little circles following it but that seems more like a particle effect than parts of its body it's that thing with your
1: when your mouse like cursor has like a trail leading it it's like that effect
0: so like it it ends up looking like, you know, a snake kind of thing with a bunch of body segments and so it gets called landmola and maybe that's the canonical name according to some dumb book but you know it doesn't really bear comparison to landmola and isn't it isn't it gross to claim that this form of the final boss that's after ganon is based on the not very exciting mini boss landmola
1: yeah i don't know if that's I, I don't know where that name comes from maybe you're right maybe it was just a bad translation or they just got lazy in the book or something and then it just it's one of those names that they used at one point and so that name and now just gets stuck with it yeah. grandfathered in forever so maybe it's that
0: I, I emotionally though it's like the last or it seems like the last gasp of this venom face right. that it's been trying to kill you yeah uh it can't it can't think of anything else to be and so it's just chasing you around in its default weakling form
1: but it's um, still pretty devastating if you're not aware of what you're supposed to do because it'll just maybe come weakling
0: at you. is the wrong word sure sure uh but you can destroy you know, it takes one hit right I one forget. big hit from a hook shot or a spin slash or something.
1: Uh I used bombs actually. I didn't know. Oh, interesting. Maybe that's maybe there's more than one way, but I definitely when I played the other day, I just dropped a bomb on him and it worked. Hmm. And then it dissipates.
0: It dissipates and you're like, "Oh, well, now it's over."
1: Like great. Except not, because there's one more form. There's
0: one more form. And now we have to stay out loud what it's called, <laughs> which we've been dreading for
1: 256 episodes. Okay, we're going to count to three and we'll say it at the same time.
0: Okay. One, two, three. Death, death eye. eye. Okay.
1: Okay, the thing is, is it's definitely Death Eye, but as a kid, I always said Devil.
0: And we only know its name from, like, player's guides, right?
1: Oh yeah, it doesn't come up at all in the game.
0: Yeah. But somehow, where was it referred to as death eye well
1: it's just okay so for the for the the listener sure, it, sure. it's spelled d-e-t-h and then it's a capital i mm-hmm. which could look like a lowercase l yes And so reading this on some website as a kid i saw deathle because why would it have a capital i at the end that doesn't make any sense right uh so i always said deathle 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 and then at some point i realized it's supposed to be an uppercase i so it's yeah i and in the player's guide it's
0: spelled out the full word death the full word i okay so i think that's like the name that they gave it and then d-e-t-h-i is like they had to fit it in five characters maybe for an internal name or something
1: something i don't know where that comes from but yeah yeah uh so it's it's it is death eye
0: it is Death Eye. Deathel is, is a great name.
1: Death's cool. I I was not. I was not. Uh, I, I liked Deathel.
0: Death Eye is a big eye with two like weird arms of like circular segments with weird. I don't know what to call them. Claw hand, red spiky balls at the end. Yeah, it's like a big it's spiked a,
1: ball at the end of each one.
0: It's a really abstract, scary, weird boss. It's an excellent thing to be the very end of the game because it's uh, this totally primordial monster thing.
1: It's it's weird, and it also so like in retrospect, this is a this ends up being kind of a design that they reuse a lot in Zelda. The way that the also, eye looks, uh, Vati. Oh and yeah, yeah. They end up uh, the the design of Vadi ends up being largely informed by Death Eye here. Sure. Uh, which is just them liking a design and reusing it so this Mm. is this guy shows up he's got the big eye that's closed oh yeah and it starts swinging these things around in circles Mm -hmm. and you have to play jump rope to avoid getting hit yeah Uh, and it's
0: great because the arms are slightly out of sync so they start out and you're like, well, they're going to meet up right here and then I'll jump over both of them at the same time. Or like, I I, I, I know the pattern. I can see when I'm going to have to jump, but that it doesn't end up because this one is trailing behind the other one. And so you actually have to think about it. It's really good.
1: And so it's spinning those things around and it'll open up the eye and the eye is very briefly vulnerable. And that's mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I mean, you've played video games at this point. You played this game at this point. You know that the eye is the weak spot, right? You can shoot it with arrows Uh, Getting a couple arrows in there. I think it takes like 10-ish arrows to do them off. Sure. Uh, But in the Game Boy version, Mm -hmm. the boomerang, as previously discussed, is immensely overpowered. (laughs) And it takes one shot from the boomerang to do the guy in. And it feels very good. Yeah. I like it quite a bit. Just be like, ah, one shot, you're gone. Uh, And that's it. That's the last hurrah he turns into this. he, he, He goes through all these forms. He turns into crazy video game boss man, and then you beat him, and then you get the more text uh, where the in his death throes says, "This island is going to disappear, our world is going to disappear, our world, our world," and a lot of dot 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 dot. Uh, and then he poofs, and he's dead. Let <sighs> me take a breath. <sighs> and then. <sighs> You get a message that says, it says, Cal, because in my game, uh, Link is named after famous actor <laughs> Cal Penn. Uh, you have beaten all the nightmares. Climb the stairs before you. And then a little stair pops up.
0: And then you walk up some stairs out of the dream womb of the egg.
1: Yeah, it's just like straight up past the walls out of the dungeon. And then you're just off in this weird, spacey environ that looks really cool it's in the Switch remake. Really neat. It's, like, this weird spacey environment, and the platform's got, like, a cool, like, checkerboard pattern to it mm-hmm. that nothing else in the game really has.
0: It kind of feels like they they took their cues for what Dreamland is like from uh, Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: I, I, I can see that, yeah. Um, and then there's a big platform you, you land on, and the owl flies in, and he just kind of flaps in the air and hovers. Mm. And he's got a big speech that I have here if you want me to read it. Please. He says... Hoot, young lad! I mean, Cal, the hero! You have defeated the Nightmares. You have proven your wisdom, courage, and power. As part of the Windfish's spirit, I am the guardian of his dream world. But one day, the Nightmares entered the dream and began wreaking havoc. Then you, Cal, came to rescue the island. I have always trusted in your courage to turn back the Nightmares. Thank you, Cal. My work is done. The Windfish will wake soon. Goodbye. Hoot. So. There's some things going on here. Yes.
0: Very early in the podcast, we hypothesized whether the owl was some element of the Windfish's psychology. Right. Like, not a separate character, but like, and at least partly consciously of this. A, like an extension of the windfish's will and yeah. we said that uh, forgetting that he kind of spells it out at the end
1: yeah he does here and i think that the other thing we talked about a lot with windfish is how much was he or not the, the windfish the owl is how much was he aware of all this hmm. and i still like the idea that i like the interpretation that at the beginning of the game he's kind of just putting it all together and maybe has some idea of what's going on, but doesn't quite know all of it. Mm-hmm. And then it takes until the end of the game. We're here where he's very like, Oh, I am the guardian of his dream world. That's what my role is here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think that that took some time for him to get to that point too, because being in the dream, you know, you're, you're, ob- everything's obfuscated. Right, right. But maybe not. I mean, that's just an interpretation sure. and it's not, there's not text here to suggest that. There's whatever was text earlier on that's that. But here he clearly knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. He is in complete command of the situation. Uh he brings up the wisdom, courage, power, which is kinda neat that I never caught onto as a kid. Uh yeah, that's uh kinda strange. That's just uh you know, it's a recurring Zelda thing, so they sure. just had to get that in there. He says that so it sounds like here the nightmares are actually an external part of his stream. Well oh, read read that part again. But one day, the nightmares entered the dream and yeah. began wreaking havoc. So from at least this text perspective, the nightmares were an external force.
0: And yet the nightmare itself says we were born of nightmares.
1: Well, I mean, that could just be a difference of opinions. Maybe it was maybe huh. from their opinion, you know, they, maybe they are a part of the dream. But the owl doesn't want to admit that as the guardian. Like, <laughs> no, 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 they're, they're not part of this. <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh he let, lets out one final hoot. Um his work is done, he vanishes. Hmm. Uh the windfish then materializes. There's a really good sound effect when he materializes that's like this cool warp sound that's very triangle wave that I love. The Game Boy's really good. The Game Boy's really good. And then the Windfish materializes and he looks great. The windfish look. I don't think we had a chance. I can't deal. It's a whale with wings, but with like colors, and it's just, it is. It's a
0: bunch of rugs. Like, it's wearing various tassels and banners. The person who drew this character deserves an award.
1: And like little tiny wings. The wings are so tiny. They're so tiny. Um, in the Game Boy version, the Windfish has a really good call sound.
2: Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like,
1: like a whale noise that is immense and I love it. And they don't use it in the Switch remake, and they are cowards for omitting <laughs> it. <laughs> um eventually in the credits he actually makes the sound a little bit, but it's slightly different. Anyways. Uh the Windfish has a monologue here. Uh Ryan, would you like to read this monologue?
0: Okay. He says I am the wind-fish. Long has been my slumber. In my dreams an egg appeared and was surrounded by an island with people, animals, an entire world. But verily, it be the nature of dreams to end. When I dost awaken, Koholint will be gone. Only the memory of this dream will exist in the waking world. Some day thou may recall this island. That memory must be the real dream world. Come, Cal. Let us awaken. Together. Play the eight instruments. Play the Song of Awakening. And then you play the Ballad of the Windfish again, and you get to watch the island and everybody
1: on it disappear i want to say that the wind Fish's text is all caps and he uses a tone of voice that's very thou thus well i'm
0: not i mean does he uh
1: thou may recall that I just like yeah that he,
0: uh i'm trying to I, I he when i dost awaken dost is a weird one it's really good yeah, i i fr- thought for a second that it was inconsistent but i'm seeing now that it's no consistent it's, um anyways
1: so people vanish people vanish uh, I have a, a the uh, the events here in sequence. They show a bunch of scenes of people around town mm-hmm. as the song is – so, like, the instruments pop back up, the music swells up again as the song is playing for real. Like, he's like, hey, we're going to wake up now. This is happening. Um, they show outside of Bow Wow's house with Bow Wow and Chow Chow out there. They show the kids playing catch outside of the library. Mm-hmm. They showed the beach where the sword was. That's a good spot. Ah, uh, they show Terran in the woods finding a mushroom. They show Marin singing by the statue of the uh, the rooster in town. And then they cut to a big shot of the island. very good as it vanishes. and it's really, 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 really good because it, it starts from the bottom mm-hmm. and like dematerializes up towards the egg until it's just the egg. and then the egg dematerializes. Because in his text, he talks about how the egg was first. It all started with him, like, sleeping Uh, and turning into an egg. Like, everything started with the egg, and then just in his dream – like, we talk about how the the whole island is, you know, it's the Windfish's dream, and it operates on dream logic. So, like, Windfish took a nap, and in his nap, he's like, well, I'm in an egg, obviously. (laughs) But where is – but where is that egg? Well, it's gotta be on an island. Mm-hmm. What's on that island? And then it just goes from there. So everything yeah. comes from that. That's really good. And it's a really good shot in both the original and the remake. Um, It cuts back to the cool spacey room you're in, and a huge surge of water shoots up at you.
0: Like out of the blowhole of a whale.
1: Yeah. sea bear's foam. And then it cuts to another scene. And now, this is where... In the Switch remake, mm-hmm. the graphic style switches back. Yes. So the Switch remake has the whole thing where the beginning of the game, the very intro of the game, has a more classic Zelda-style cartoon look. Uh, and then the yeah. actual game itself proper is all that, the, the 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 toy model kind of stuff. Right, right. Now that you've exited the dream, it switches back. It's so good. It's so and good. I, I mean, like, and, like, you knew it was going to happen that way, but it was still so good to see. Yes, they stuck the landing on that perfectly.
0: I think I, I probably said this before, but it really pleases me how the, uh, with the tilt shift and the like shininess of everything in the main game, it's clear that this is, or like you can understand that this is a fake imaginary world toys moving around. And so that it plays into the dream fakeness quite well. But, the outside world isn't done photorealistically, no. And in fact, it's v- like in this kind of sketchy animation sk- style, where they're not trying to draw it in the most realistic way. They're like showing you with some of the crosshatching and stuff that this is fake in it in a different way.
1: It it's the art style they use there evokes, and in the original, even it's the it's the manual art style Zelda. Yeah, yeah. It's that very early '90s manual art version of Link that's drawn in that way, and that in, in the in the Game Boy version they do the same thing. Like it cuts to Link looking like that too, mm-hmm. uh, as he is now just hanging onto a log in the middle of the ocean. Right. He comes to, and he's just out there after his ship has been wrecked, uh, just completely lost at sea. You gotta hope somebody comes picks him up. Yeah. <laughs> And he kind of pulls himself up onto a log, and you hear the Battle of the Windfish kick in. Mm. And then it cuts to the windfish flying overhead. Like, the real... Like, the actual windfish is, like, there, and just, like, flying over you.
0: And so it's kind of like... Like, Link might be wondering, was it all a dream? And then he sees the wind fish and realizes no it really was a dream <laughs> it's like yes it was it, but
1: also that it was makes real it... <laughs>
0: but not in it was a dream but it was more re- well it's reassuring to find out that the wind fish is real
1: yeah you're like oh okay i didn't just make all that up yeah. like that ha- i did make it up but also i didn't make it up <laughs> it's yes that gets very existential uh and then the credits start rolling and i start crying yep um and it plays a really good credit song, that it's real good. I don't even know how to say it other than it's very good. Yeah. As like, you got the long shot of Link just kind of sitting in the ocean, watching the credits go by.
0: I mean, it's a good thing that that music is so triumphant and beautiful because if it were, if there weren't that music and it wasn't the credits, you'd just be watching a man sitting shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean, waiting for death.
1: I mean, it, you know, the idea is he probably he's probably fine. He's probably fine the boy's probably fine. I hope so. Uh, the credits are really good. The Switch version of the credits is real good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then...
0: The Switch version of the credits, uh, but it, uh, is like an orchestrated version of the original that cuts into the 8-bit version at key moments to right uh, basically rip your heart out of your chest.
1: Yep. Uh, I've got opinions about that, but I'm gonna save that for some other time. Because I don't want to be negative right now. Oh, he doesn't I'm like positive. it. positive. I. Anyways, just having like Zach. I like the Game Boy version of this game, and I think that the way that the Switch remake can't decide how much it wants to venerate that version of the game gets a little weird and consistent. Sometimes it's just like, ah, uh, pick one or the other. Hmm, okay. So, like it. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's effective, but sometimes it's just like, come on, man. It's like it's almost saying. Hey, maybe you should go play that Game Boy version of the game. <laughs> 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 Which is like, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I'm a Game Boy, you know, like, I, I like Game Boy. There's my controversial take. The Game Boy's good. The credits roll plays, it's very good, it's very triumphant, it's kind of a... I don't know, it's kind of the main theme, but kind of not. kind of does its own thing. Uh, you get to the end of it, and it gives you a The End. And then, if you 100%ed the game... What? i I'm sorry, not 100%. If you didn't die- If you finished 100... it without dying. I put 100%, but that's not what I meant. If you finish the game without dying, you see Marin's face. <gasps> Just like, a ghost Marin face in the sky. And then a seagull goes past! And you know that that seagull's Marin! That seagull is Marin, we hope. She got what she- I'm gonna shout over here- She got what she wanted! Hooray! She got a wish. She got to be a seagull. Um, She gets to live on past the dream. That's good. I'm back here shouting because I'm so excited about this. Okay.
0: I mean, I I I feel like that's the correct interpretation. I think it's kind of ambiguous. I
1: I'm gonna disagree.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to support the contention that it's purely symbolic and actually, Marin no longer exists and that's just a seagull. I, 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 Marin has turned into a seagull as she made a wish to do. What's odd is not odd. What's unfortunate is Marin who is an amazing character. I mean it's because she's so great that we want her to f- find a way out of the dream and exist in the real world. Uh, but th- because that form is that of a seagull, I just feel sad that, like, we're not going to see her in Link's Awakening 2 or, like, some, like, you think about all these Zelda characters who can come back and just be there over and over again. Beetle, the merchant, just can appear in any version of Hyrule.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Link and Zelda are immortal.
1: Yeah, But... Marin, you would like to see baron become a recurring character because she's really yeah and by the nature of her character and the story told in this game that could should not happen but it's not like we'd complain if it did right uh i think i might take away from her story a little bit i feel like also i I could write fan fiction that would make me feel okay about it the thing is
0: i i i'm i'm acting like Zelda games have to play by these rules that I've imagined which isn't the case. When Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, there might be a character named Marin who loves singing and it doesn't change or invalidate or retcon anything that happened in Link's Awakening. We just get to have another version of that character. So there's nothing to complain about. Also, they should do that.
1: That's a great... Oh, man. We're gonna... mm, Let's not talk about Breath of the Wild 2. Um... But also then Marin shows up in uh, Hyrule Warriors and you're like, oh, we're just going to put her in there. Yeah. Because well, why not? Exactly. So like you can you you can, you can have a reverence there and just be like, who cares? We're just going to put her there because that's cool. I mean,
0: Hyrule Warriors is a place where you can get away with anything.
1: There's some... Like, Hyrule Warriors is a really good cast of characters. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I... Also, I could see some crazy fan fiction. Anyways, I could... I could write... I could spin Anyways. Marin's Return... Link to the Marin. Maybe that seagull Man. is going to
0: go off and get Marin's help. Marin's hourglass. And then come back with, you know. Uh, lineback. 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 There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think that's it. I mean, I, I think we were going to talk about Marin's arc here, but I think we have already talked yeah. that to death. She is cool. This game is good. Yes. You get credits. You finished it. Mm-hmm uh and
0: that's it well zach um we did a podcast where we discussed each individual like map section of this game and this is the last one we finished it i'm impressed yeah it feels like we're supposed to be like melancholy right but i just feel good that we finished this project
1: yeah, no, I, I feel good because I have gotten to get really into this game that I already liked quite a bit. Yeah. And I got to chat a whole lot about it and learn a lot about it because I've learned a lot through this podcast. mm mm-hmm. uh, And this has been a lot of fun. And I think people have enjoyed listening to this. Yeah. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. For listening to us jabber for several days worth of chatter about uh this old game boy game that's real good game boy uh, good game boy
0: is good um okay bye Thank, thank you very much oh yeah thank you and bye